Welcome to the Marketing Experience Podcast from Brenda. Thank you for tuning in and making your decision to grow online. This is a weekly show where we talk all things in relation to marketing. And now, here's your host, Avast Zumak. Hello and welcome back to the Digital Marketing Experience Podcast. This is Avast Zumak and you are listening to episode 27. Thanks so much guys for listening um, from the very beginning. Now we're having 27 episodes, which is really amazing. We're only days ahead to hit that podcast, like as in episodes. Um, so it's going to be a special dedication to each and everyone. Moreover, a general appreciation to you guys that have been listening from day one that have stuck with us and try to make sure that uh, we try our level best to make the marketing world easier for everyone. Make sense? So, for those of you that are 27 at the specific moment, for those of you that have just been 27, that were 27, or are just planning to be 27, what are your experiences that you've been facing, or you're going to face, or you'll be facing? Share those uh, using the link within the podcast notes. I would really love to listen to those and giggle for a little bit. Nonetheless, episode 27 is out. And uh, for those of you that are listening for the very first time, every week we release a podcast episode, a digital marketing episode, within the challenges, failures, lessons, thoughts, suggestions, and everything within our own marketing. Uh, basically, the digital marketing world. 80% of the content that we produce is within the social media space. So those of you that use social media a lot, this podcast is really helpful. And mainly the businesses, whether small, medium, or large, depend, doesn't really matter. So long as you're using social media, this podcast is the right option for you. And for those of you who are just learning something out each and every week well you know that we know right place to find us in case you need additional details information about this specific podcast please check out anchor.fm slash avast hyphen and in case you need to keep on with changing updates within the digital marketing world please follow me at avast 5 that is on twitter and i would really love to connect with you and share with you whatever is happening nonetheless nonetheless thanks so much for always being part of this i appreciate those of you that always share this podcast as the moment it's out like as soon as it's out and i already made some already shared some buzz on my social platforms i mean i have a couple of folks that would take an extra time to do like the, to try to do a favor and push out this podcast i mean it really helps the podcast to grow and also i wanted to share this with you like um right now we're, ex- we're, we're, we're trying to we're soon hitting our threshold target to expand in many countries as of you guys that remember um towards the start of this year i shared with you that um, it would really make too much of a meaning and sense if at all we reached 20 more countries before February. Apparently, was soon. Just make sure to share this podcast with your colleagues. 
uh, subscribe uh, give us ratings I mean a, a five-star rating wouldn't do us any harm okay so thanks so much anyways I'm still we have Uganda at the top as our top listeners thanks so much guys I really appreciate now a lot of things happened this week and um, this podcast engine is going to be short I wouldn't say extra short or extra medium but it's going to be somehow medium to short okay so if you happen to use Facebook you're going to love listening to this specific episode if you really enjoy or if you really pay close attention to YouTube to YouTube whether you're a content creator or just a consumer then you're going to enjoy today's episode in case you you, a big on Instagram content creation side you're going to really enjoy today's episode as a matter of fact you're going it's like a pic that amazed amazed me and I believe it's more of an advancement so stick along to hear about that um, for those that are you that use Twitter spaces, mainly content creators on Twitter spaces, you're going to really enjoy this. And for those that enjoy consuming content on, from Twitter spaces like I am, you're really going to enjoy this segment as well. Um, so basically that would be more of the main thesis for today's episode. And uh, by the end of today's episode, you're going to be in a state whereby you cannot only create content but be smart about it so let's jump into writing um so starting off i would start with um bounce rates so for those of you that send emails um personally send out emails i do it on behalf of the agency dao media together with my colleagues but i find it to be more of a professional channel to communicate with clients in various ways so i wanted to first of all share with you how i've been doing that and how i'm trying to advance and the way i'm trying to advance might may not be something new to your ears but then to me it's something i'm trying to advance to okay so in the past because it has been more of a bulk emailing system to cold out cold outreaches in simple terms and um it has been through finding contact details finding contact information then adding it into the google forms so adding into google contacts because we use google contacts and sync it with our crm system that we use in the agency so finding those contacts their names their emails the phone numbers the locations and so on and so forth then saving it into the google contacts in within a couple of seconds it's then synced because it's an, an automatic sync which i prefer the most okay because it's always effective you don't have to worry about checking and so on and so forth so that has been like the whole system and uh, the biggest challenge with that it has been really flooding our contact database like usually right now even as i'm speaking well the database expanded like every time or every like literally every day we're, we're adding couple of contacts so it has been too much flooding and there have been contacts or recipients that you know weren't really interested into what we're trying to offer so we had to cut them down and stop sending emails to them okay which uh, affected our database in way that we had very many emails like literally very many contacts most of which it's hard to relate 
okay? Because you can't necessarily uh, skim through 3,000 contacts and be like, okay, I'm going to um, delete this contact, delete this contact, leave this in and so on and so forth. So it has been some bit of headache in regards to the Google contacts. And keep in mind, these Google contacts involve even our current customers, clients and so on. So, and we needed to find out a way out into which we can really deal with this. Because remember, if at all it's still within the CRM, the CRM remains with the contacts. So we specifically know okay, from the CRM side, we have, let's say, 2,000 contacts. I mean, we can edge from there. So what we decided to do was to use the simplistic version, okay? So we use, we now, you may, we now use um, Google Forms. Basically, we're using uh, the spreadsheet format whereby we're creating these contacts into tabular formats, okay? We'll create the names, um, company, domains, and so on and so forth. Then we arrange that and export it into a CSV format. Very simple. Then that CSV format is then uploaded into the whole CRM where we're going to, when we're going to send out those emails. I mean, it's even more efficient because you don't necessarily have to search for each individual contact. But when you when you have a CSV CSV document, just upload it and then send. Very simple, clean, and so on and so forth. Um, that to me was more of a point where I felt that okay, right now we're going to at least okay try doing things extra, an extra professional way that won't won't really create too much of a baggage and burden. So. That was a game changer for me, and I really enjoyed doing that, okay? So, moving on, um, the Facebook scheduling site is really amazing. Like, it's really amazing. So, personally, uh, I can't remember when I started scheduling up elements, content, material within Facebook. It has been really a while. And Facebook has been evolving Right now, the parent company is Meta, but then I'm specifically referring to Facebook. I wanted to sh to shovel in Meta because it helps up the whole event. Nonetheless, Facebook has been evolving, and uh, this week I was me and my team were, were trying to schedule out some content for a certain brand that are, that we're working with. Apparently, we started working together uh, last week. Okay, and um, so fate's moving well. So we're scheduling up content. We had done it, we're purposing in fact. We had pushed out the same and specific content on YouTube where it was scheduled. But then when we did it on Facebook, it was more organized, more and highly organized. Let me explain. We're pushing out videos, about uh, 30, 20 to 30 videos, okay? then these videos had to be scheduled out on certain and specific dates of time. With YouTube, we had to do one video at a call. I don't know, maybe I'm on the wrong side, but to my side, I just find that you have to push out, schedule out one video at a call. From Facebook, you can schedule out 500, any number of videos you have, okay? Or even photos that you have at a go, so it's more of a bulk system, which I really appreciate. Which I really appreciated because 
on YouTube, uh, hypothetically, it took us, let's say, one hour and a half. On Facebook, it took us 20 minutes to get the job done, and even less, because once you finish uploading the videos, you just change, you just type in the, the details about what you're specifically talking about, the time when it should be all out, and so on and so forth. Like, specifically, you do that, you move on to the next video, and so on and so forth. Then you hit schedule and it's all out. Like it's it's really instant. Like I really, really liked it. It's within the Facebook creator mode. Okay. Business.facebook. I, I, I usually forget the correct URL, but then I will try linking it up within the podcast notes and you guys can go check it, check, check it out. But here's a point. Using the Facebook creators side to really schedule out content is really efficient it's really very very fast I mean this is this is a whole scenario that will and I believe most of you are adapted to it many creators that are more on top con video content like imagine scheduling out 50 pieces of content for a month okay that's too much but depends on how vast you are with content like scheduling out all that content at once and then very instant like if you have a have a proper internet connection and you have everything out like the titles and descriptions it can take you in within less than 10 minutes and you're done and everything is scheduled out like i really like that so please listen please content creators on facebook whether you're pushing out photos or text but mainly, I saw it on on the video site. So that's where I got the chance to test it out from. I didn't test it out from the photos, but though I believe it could work out, I didn't test it out from text, because I didn't test it out. But then it just made more sense. And to get started, it is actually very simple. When you log into Facebook creator site, Facebook creator mode, you'll be in position to see a a situation where you choose what you're pushing out and then you select in bulk so you select and the titles the description and scene the only downside is you're lacking extra editing features like what you normally have in uh, the normal uploading and scheduling but i be, i feel and i believe that's not something to worry about since you're saving time which is the core element I really like that and I'm more down to testing even more features on Facebook, okay? So you guys, what do you think about Facebook at large as a whole? What do you think of the features, the tools, technologies and so on and so forth, okay? Um, even um, just an extra bit, Facebook, even as I'm saying, two things, two major things have happened this week. Number one, Facebook is making its terms and conditions for commerce brands, for e-commerce brands, is tweaking them out. I'm not going to go in-depth about that, but maybe it would be a scenario where we'll discuss about that in the coming episode. But then that's what you should know. E-commerce brands that are planning to even integrate your own stores, let's say using Equid or using a Shopify, or just running ads, basically, new terms and conditions are being rolled out and for those of you that are, are, are curious why whenever 
we're seeing new terms and conditions being rolled out. There are mainly two reasons. Facebook is trying to produce or introduce something new. As you know, it Meta is trying to introduce something new, more of a system. Which is the most one is the privacy policy, user data abuse. As I'm saying, Facebook has been sued for by it has been sold about 2.3 billion dollars okay over some data leakage so this is more of uh, an advancement to that so keep in mind in case you're using uh, facebook that it's going to even become even more tough regardless this uh, this is going to mean that uh, ios latest ios updates are going to become even more harsh even the browser that we use the software everything is going to become tough because whenever facebook facebook leaks data and people because data is exposed it's not always a good experience nonetheless let's wait and see how this plays out so moving on youtube um this week if i'm not mistaken because i use youtube a lot more than i i can't even imagine because most of the times as i'm working out i'm working i usually play music within the youtube music app but then i'll try hovering in the youtube platform to you know try finding content related content to entertain learn and so on and so forth so youtube introduced a hovering section whereby when you hover at any video this is on the desk on the desktop side okay when you hover at any video it will start playing though it will be in mute mode but it will try showing you what's really happening like it's really cool okay so when you hover it it comes out more of a zoom effect mode then it starts playing out um I believe this more of going to be a skimming mode whereby you can quickly judge the quality of any video that you're going to watch without you really watching it. So, for those of you that enjoy to first skim through content that's really long, like imagine listening or watching anything beyond 30 minutes, which was the case for the previous episode about 45 or if 45 to 50 minutes long. But thanks so much, guys, for listening. So, YouTube introduced something like that. Personally, I liked it because first of all, it looks cool. It gives you an extra feel for content that you're going to watch. Because in the past, we've been victims of clickbait titles and clickbait uh, thumbnails, YouTube thumbnails. But now we're having that effect whereby, okay, so what's really happening? Let me watch 5, 10, okay, 30 seconds of this whole video then i can judge and in case you don't find it over then skip farewell but um i really like how youtube is taking and paving this direction for not only the creators but as well as the consumers because consumers always come first within the social platforms so i would like to hear from your side what's how much time do you spend on youtube and uh, what basically are you doing on YouTube when you're using the YouTube platform? Personally, if you ask, um, let me try personalizing this. 
majority of my time is spent on YouTube to enter be entertained and at the same time learn something. Okay. When I see entertainment, this is music, this is usually music that's playing in the background. So that's like the biggest percentage. The second would be um, agency sort of work where we do that for clients, managing their socials and so on and so forth. And the last would be creating my own content. Okay, so that's like my segment. And for you guys that use YouTube, what percentages do you spend on YouTube and how did it get is that? Also, do you do that mainly on the, on the mobile side or from the, the desktop side? Personally, 90% of my YouTube time is spent on the desktop side. Though I have it, though I use YouTube on my, my, my mobile app, I find it a bit um, boring. I prefer doing it from the bigger screen. So that's another point to consider. Please tweet me at AlvastuzMark5. I would really love to have a look and hear about that. Um, the other thing would be around Twitter spaces, whereby each and every host of any Twitter space now has the option to record their own space that's really happening. Like literally this feature and option, it's out, like literally out all creators on Twitter spaces. Android on both Android and iOS. Now, this feature has been out for a while, like for about a year. I mean, I started seeing this feature way back and um, it was very limited to a certain creators on the iOS platform. But then it shifted to certain being out to certain creators and so on and so forth. And over a couple of months, it has it was rising when everyone had uh, when we had more content creators on Twitter within the Twitter Spaces space. Okay, it was rising because you could see a certain a specific Twitter Space is being recorded. Personally, the one thing I like the most about these features is they are really nice the way they look like the blinking mode it's, it, like it's blinking in real time while people are listening and consuming content and uh, the way it usually operates is as soon as the space is, uh, has ended that portion of the recording will stay out for 30 days where Twitter will be trying to review it and your audience will be in position to play that okay? so the recording option is out and uh, for those of you that have been creating Twitter spaces for a while, personally I've been creating but has been more of an occasion format where I've been trying to do some bit of testing mostly. Um, if you ask like uh, literally like 5% of my time has ever been spent creating my own Twitter spaces, okay? But then the majority of the time is spent with participating in other spaces that are active. So, we have that. You can record a space and all of your folks can listen to it. Like, can listen to the playing part and playing bit of it. So, if you ask how would this be of high value to you? Now, in case you happen to create content, okay? Happen to create, let's say, blog posts, if in case you happen to uh, create podcasts, and so on and so forth. 
remember when I talked about um, private rooms so this is some this way it gets interesting so when you record these pieces you record a Twitter space then at the end of it it being out you can download that piece you can download that recorded and then just repurpose it let's say you push it to an episode like I do okay or just transcribe transcribe it into a text format then maybe you're going to do a blog post and so on and so forth or use that as a voiceover for let's say new videos and so like there are various ways in under which you can create content out of that but the main thesis is every creator now on twitter not only has access to twitter spaces we have a tab where to find twitter spaces we can create twitter spaces we can create recorded spaces we can listen to recorded spaces literally twitter spaces are becoming a thing or the feature okay like literally twitter, twitter made it public like twitter spaces or audio rooms or whatever you might call it is the feature for twitter alone okay you need to master content creation in the audio format now in case you guys know this very well twitter to me or like in, in depending on whom who you ask twitter has really focused solely within the audio side like when you look at how videos photos have been performing like literally they've had the like the lowest picture ROI for this case so it has had like the lowest ROI depending on which is not the same case on other platforms but when you see how audio content has been rising on Twitter and how cool people are even advancing on it it's really on a, a bigger scale and combining that with that text it's really amazing so to me Twitter has been the grand skill, the grandmaster behind this whole game plays highly within audio side, which is where, where Twitter is dominating, like literally it's dominating each and every piece in regards to the audio side. And everyone is trying to jump on board. So, if you guys like or appreciate creating content on Twitter, what has been your how big would you rate it and uh, which platform do you use the most okay, i feel it is going to come in the, in those and what do you like the most about it if you ask um i really like the audio bit of it i really appreciate how it's advancing though i feel it should be limited i don't know how i don't know why but I just feel it should be limited because whenever it's more, it's, it's whenever someone has, whenever too many people have access to it, the leverage kind of decreases. Okay, but then that's my to my own views and thoughts. You can't ignore that. So leave your comment suggestions within Twitter as well at Avastumak5. I would like to hear about that as well. And um, lastly, Instagram is testing out status options. Now, let me just give you an overview over this. So, this status is more of an expression of what you're doing. Let's say you're on a holiday, 
you're at the office and so on and so forth. You get the point. And uh, this is available only 24 hours. Alright? So what you set will be active for 24 hours. More of stories for this case. And uh, this feature or this button, whatever you might call it, is underneath or would be or is going to be or has already been because some users already have it that beta test users already have it whereby it's under your profile name it will be next to your profile name that is if your industry isn't included maybe you hit it or using just a personal account so that status you just tap on it then it shows you different ways different options that you can choose um this is going to be much helpful within the dm section which instagram is really trying to focus on the most besides the rules videos and so on instagram is trying so much to focus okay on the dm section because i don't know for what reasons Personally, as I had told you, as I told you, personally, there isn't any of us to mark account on Instagram because I don't use Instagram now. But then I believe at one point, maybe I will. But hours of now, uh -uh, that's a no game for me. Anyways, so that will try signaling what you're doing and maybe it will limit, it will limit the spam, the high spam rate. Okay. Like literally you wouldn't be getting unwanted messages from people you are not interested in so that's like even a good portion of it as well so it will be somehow limited that okay they know that okay let's say John is on a holiday then that's in their status as simple as that so in case you message John then John says can you see that I'm on a vacation okay that would be so much for but then you get that point. So, for businesses that, or for businesses, or influential people, or creators that want to set out some boundaries, now know where to begin. Set up some stories, like set up, sorry, set up a cool status. This way, your audience sees it and be like, "Hell, the dial has upscaled their game." These guys are let's say in a meeting, so I can't message them literally. So. I feel that would that would even be the line, okay? I think it would be even have would have an option whereby we can add statuses for about 48 hours, 72, 36 hours, where literally no one can message you, message me, and so on and so forth. And then it's like you can rule that mark, and people can message you, and back and forth. So literally, that's how Instagram is playing out. Which leads me to my question. How many of you have really been applying the changes we've been talking about Instagram-wise? Just give me a percentage portion out of 10. Like a vast, out of the 10, personally, I've been applying 2, 3, 4, whatever percent of what you've been sharing within Instagram and why? So please do that and also Please record a full segment of this show and pass that on. Would love to hear what you learned out of today's episode. We've really tried making this short about 33 minutes long. And uh, thanks so much for sticking from the beginning. 
okay and i can't wait to see you in the next episode besides from that thanks so much for listening don't forget to share this podcast with your friends invite them i mean putting much energy and we were trying to shift and navigate into different areas and aspects that are really helpful within the digital marketing world don't forget within the upcoming episodes we're planning to even expand different things that we're doing we would like to even dive in more within the email marketing side within the influencer panel side even want to do start doing some interviews and so on and so forth with your help okay so as i had told you at the very beginning we want to cross 20 countries before january 2022 so please share this podcast invite your friends and so on and so forth thanks so much for guys for listening and we'll see you in the next episode stay safe and that was the marketing experience podcast from brenda Make sure to subscribe on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, and wherever you listen your podcast from. It would be great if you gave us a five-star rating and invited your friends to do the same.